0: what people tend to do is then when a recession happens, they overreact. They'll either really start to scale things back or the mindset will make this huge shift from one place to another, but it's not actually the recession that's causing that, that problem. It's what they're doing for the rest of the time, because that isn't how life is in business. You're listening
1: to the bookkeepers podcast sponsored by go proposal by sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is GoProposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardised pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck if you're not using it already i highly recommend you check it out just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial now over to the latest episode of the bookkeepers podcast Good morning and welcome to the final day of bookkeepers bootcamp. Can you believe it's day 4 already? Um thank you so much for joining us today. Today we are joined with James Ashford from Go Proposal by Sage. Hi James.
0: Hey, how are you doing? You good.
1: Yeah, I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. It has been a mad busy week and we are finishing off on a high today because we've got not only James Ashford today at 10am, but we've also got Danielle Fisher at 1pm talking to us about Oversweet and how we can protect against risk in our firm, which is really important. And then myself and Zoe will finish off at 6.30pm tonight with the finale and announce all the prizes that have been won for all the homework and the breakthroughs that have happened this week. So James, for anybody that is in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or watching us live at the moment, do you want to give them a bit of a background about who you are and what it is that you do?
0: Yeah. So I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I guess my story in a nutshell is that I'd always wanted to be a business owner. I'd always wanted to run a business because I thought that was a way to achieve financial freedom and have all the time in the world. And then you kind of, you're skilled at your craft and then you get into a business and you're like, there's all these other things I've no idea about. So like you're a, you're a professional. So in my case, I was a professional web designer and graphic designer, but I had no idea about finances, bookkeeping. Payroll, how to get staff, how to keep staff, all these systemization, the legalities. So you're quickly trying to learn all of these other things, and that that first business I set up, it was a really good business, but ultimately it failed, and and it failed because I didn't invest enough into the finance function. I thought that Megan on my front desk could do my bookkeeping. I thought that she could handle payye and 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 it all kind of and and the the technology tricks you into thinking, just click a button. Submit my VAT return and I submit my paye there. And then you only need to make a few small mistakes. We never made any major mistake. We made all these little mistakes. So I don't know if I've ever told you this. So one of them was we'd been paying my pay, um, the, the anyway, into the wrong account, right? For months and months and months. And then HMRC messaged me and said, Hey, you've got a tax rebate, you've got a few grand. And i like, Beck got a few grand we can finally afford to go on holiday, woo! So it was like, let's say 3,750 pounds, right? Went on holiday, came back, another brown envelope on the doormat, you owe 3,700 to the, I'm like, we've just been paying it to this wrong account and it needed to be paid over there. We missed a VAT return, we triggered a VAT inspection and just all of these things. And so uh, eventually that business failed. And it's because I, 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 what it came down to is I didn't have the data. I was acting Mm -hmm. on 18-month-old data that my accountant would say, well, this is how you did 18 months ago. I'm like, okay, but I have no idea how this affects me moving forward. Um, So we didn't have the regular bookkeeping done because that is the core of everything. I don't care what finance function people have, whether they have forecasts and uh, cash flows and monthly management accounts and these cool, funky reporting systems. None of it works if you don't have regular, accurate, up-to-date bookkeeping done to the right standard. So that business failed. I went through the pain of all that, of remortgaging the house, of laying off staff, and all that type of stuff. Um, studied how to build a successful business. Um, and I've got some interesting stats with for you on that today. And then eventually set up um, another company and then helped lots of other companies and eventually set up Go Proposal because I met an accountancy firm and um, they needed to improve the way they priced and sold their services and get their engagement letters done. When I built that business, I invested heavily into the finance function of it uh, and built that to a million and a half in revenue, sold the company. And um, by the time we exited, you know, of a one and a half million pound revenue company, I was spending about six, six and a half grand a month on with our accountant on the finance function. And about three and a half grand of that was on the bookkeeping aspect alone. Um, So to, to narrow it down more concisely, I'm the founder of Go Proposal, which enables accounts and bookkeeping businesses to price consistently, sell more confidently, and to minimise risk with every client engagement.
1: Oh, amazing. That was a great introduction, James. And you even got in some stories from your book and everything. You are an author as well, best-selling yeah. author of Selling to Serve and um, Untapped. And they are both absolutely amazing books. And if you haven't you. read them, please... Please read them or listen to them like I do. Whenever I go and drive to Zoe's house in Wales, I often listen to James on the way there and back. And um, because every time I listen, there's something else or I've implemented one thing, but I haven't done the next thing. And and even this week, I've been learning, um, you know, my next step, I, I think I've kind of got the discovery call down and yeah. I've definitely got the proposal by using GoProposal out there and the letter of engagement. But my next is creating a follow-up strategy. Um, I follow up now, which I never used to do, but I've not nailed it as a strategy that I know that I can, you know, you know, it's still a little bit on how I'm feeling and that needs to change. And um, and someone actually had a light bulb moment this week because I was talking about the fact that I was using GoProposal, but then going in and while I was talking to the client, I'd be like, oh, I'll just adjust that thing. Oh, that doesn't seem seem right, does it? Let's move that down a bit and do that, which meant that no one else in my business use the software because it was all still being coming out of whatever's in my head and now it's literally like whatever the computer says whatever the software says that is it because now i'm getting my team involved but let's go back to that one thing you said about um and and i think for you to say i didn't really invest enough in the finance function i thought other people could do that that's fine the business that you was in wasn't accountancy and bookkeeping so i think it's fair enough when business owners don't get that right But do you know what? I have built businesses as a bookkeeper and didn't do my own bookkeeping. And I know that there will be people here right now that are are not doing their own bookkeeping. My first business coach, who actually she's coaching me now again, and that was 10 years ago. She used to say to me, where's your cash flow forecast, Joe?" And I'd be like, I haven't done it. And she was on my case. And she eventually, I started doing it. Now... I outsource the bookkeeping in my own firm because I want to have the experience Mm. of sitting down and having a chat. Me and Zoe outsource the bookkeeping and we have someone else do our management accounts for us. I can do it, but it doesn't, if I'm doing it, it doesn't mean it's going to get done on in in time and it's going to get pushed to the bottom, bottom of the pole. Now I'm not saying you need to do that, but you do need to make sure that your own business is experiencing what you can provide, because when you understand the value, yesterday we had the company Float come on about cash flow forecast, and everyone was like, oh, you're so, you know, you're so um, excited about it. I was like, because I use it in my business, and it's changed my life. You need to experience your own services and know how much it helps you just feel so much better about your business and know where you are um, and get that certainty that we, uh, that you talk about all the time, James, that certainty of knowing that you know where you are right now. And it just really, really does help at the moment. We're obviously in uncertain times. I think we're always in uncertain times, definitely for a very long time, but, um, and there is a so-called recession and everything around the people. If you've, if you're studying right now or just launching a practice And you're just trying to get those first couple of clients, or maybe you've heard that you should be repricing your clients, there's going to be this voice in the back of your head saying, but now, really, now can I do that now? And I actually saw someone in the Go Proposal group yesterday saying, um, I want to buy this new software, but um, I can't charge for that software to my clients because of these times that we're in. And even people that have got a good outlook and run good businesses are still struggling with this, you know, this noise from mainstream media about this. What's your advice around, you know, building a business in a recession and, and pricing in a recession?
0: Yeah, so I, w- I thought you ask me this question. So I was thinking about this this morning and uh, I just drew this diagram and I thought, is this what's really going on? And then I, I sent it over to my, a friend of mine who's like my most respected entrepreneurial friend he's built and sold several businesses he he has the most impeccable business from a finance point of view people talk about like daily reconciliation his accounts are reconciled three times a day he knows exactly where they are in their business it's a multi-million it's the fifth fastest growing business in the UK they've gone from naught to 33 million pound revenue in in the last four years it's amazing so I just drew this model and I sent it to him and I said do you think this is what's really going on he went nailed it So let me just show you what the, what the crack is. So I think you can see my uh, sheet here. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Easy. Yeah. Yeah. And here we've got a recession. What most people think happens in business is that life is relatively easy in normal times. And then you get to a recession and it becomes really hard. And that's what it's like. Yeah. And what people tend to do is then when a recession happens, they overreact. They'll either really start to scale things back or the mindset will make this huge shift from one place to another. But it's not actually the recession that's causing that that problem. It's what they're doing for the rest of the time because that isn't how life is in business. This is what business is like. So business is hard. It's always hard. It's always really tough it just gets a little bit tougher during a recession. And even in these times here, you could have competitive challenges, you could have staff challenges and, and all these various things. So it actually is, is much higher up and it's always hard. And so the reason why businesses tend to struggle in a recession is not because of the recession, it's because they haven't been doing enough in the rest of the time and they don't build enough margin in, okay? So what happens is because their margin isn't big enough, it's like here, The moment the recession comes, it goes bang, and it squeezes that margin or goes beyond it. So they blame the recession because what they don't do is accept responsibility for the work they should have done previously. So I sent this to my mate. uh, He's called Chris. And he sent it back and he said, this is exactly what happens. And he he described it really succinctly. He said, um, those that struggle in a recession will be the ones that have coasted making the most of a buoyant economy. A downturn will uncover the weaknesses. So what happens is, in a, in a good economy, you get clients coming in. So you can be you can afford to be lazy. You don't have to invest in your marketing. You don't have to think about increasing your prices. Because we've got enough money coming in, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden, times hit hard and it causes all these problems. But what should have been happening during those seemingly easy times is, people should have been really pushing it and going for it. So you've got clients coming to you now, and... They're saying, we can't afford it. We're struggling because of what's happening here. And it's like, yeah, you haven't been listening to me. I told you (laughs) to be putting money to one side. I told you you needed up-to-date information. I told you you needed management accounts. I told you you needed a forecast and a budget. You haven't listened to me. That's why you're in the situation you're in now, not because of the recession. But then just hold everyone to account on this call. You allowed your clients to do that. You allow them to get away with that, so we all need to to keep responsibility for this. Oh, does that makes sense.
1: Absolutely, it really does. It really does, and um, I think it's 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 the it's those little things that are easy to do or easy not to do in that time. But if you don't, so like that that gentleman, he's in the uh, call yesterday. He was saying, or the the post yesterday, he was saying, it's only like if I'm paying twenty mil a month, I can swallow that for my client. And yep. they can have the benefit. And yeah, it's not—it's easy to swallow that twenty pound, and it's hard to have the conversation of saying, "I'm going to charge you twenty pound now." It's not that hard, but it is a harder conversation than just he—he's perceiving it easier, but he's not that twenty pound. That you—you you, that diagram you've done before of that, like, it's not coming off of everything; it's coming purely off of the profit.
0: It's, Absolutely, it's
1: only your profit that you're losing.
0: Correct, and you're and you're building a bookkeeping business. If, you, if you're if you not thinking in terms of building a business, then you've got a job and it's a crap job uh, because you can never be sick, you can never be on a holiday or whatever. And so the analogy you're talking about there uh, is the fact that um, let's say you've got a client and you should be charging them £550 a month, but for whatever reason, because you didn't charge for that software because they discounted you a little bit on price because they were paying this much with their previous bookkeeper or whatever. They're only paying you 495 pounds a month. So you think, well, that's not such a problem. It's only 55 pounds off. It's not such a, a, a great shakes, 55 pound off, 550 pounds, not such a big deal. It is. If you are building a business, that's the key thing here. And if you're, if you're, Just earning a wage, you'll be able to make a living, right? But that's not why you've taken on this risk of setting up a business. You want to make a fortune, right? When people say, I just want to be comfortable. No, you don't. You don't. You want loads. You want loads of cash and you want loads of free time so we can enjoy all the wonderful things in the world. And right now, you are not comfortable. So the issue is, let's say you make 20% profit in your firm that £55 reduction doesn't come off the £550. It comes off the £110 profit. So now, rather than making a £110 profit, you're making £55 profit, which means that you need twice as many clients to make the same amount of money. You need two £495 paying clients to make the same amount of profit as you do one 50 fifty five fifty pound a month, and you're wondering why you're working so hard, you're wondering why your clients don't value you, and you wonder why you're so much so stressed.
1: And this is why, if you've already got a client base, you don't need one more extra client. You need to go and reprice your current clients. Um, somebody I don't know who this person is and uh, said, "How do we turn this around to move forward?" So, James, they have they've been in a a place where they've let, they haven't held their clients to account. I mean, I think the first, I think the first step I had to take was, you know, I've, I've had four failed bookkeeping practices ahead of me uh, behind me. And the first, the biggest change I would say was me taking responsibility for the failings, Me stopping saying, Oh, if I didn't have clients and if I didn't have staff, everything would be amazing. I mean, I used to say that. I used to say that. And now, if whatever the issue is, if someone's got a grumble or or anything goes wrong, first of all, what did I, what didn't I do? What could I have done? Where have I got to learn from this? And when I changed that mindset, everything changed. So at this moment in time, you just need to say, Okay. Maybe I haven't taken responsibility. If you've ever gone, "Oh, clients are this and clients are that," you, you you took them on. And this is why I say we get to choose who we work with. Now I choose that I don't want to work with people I don't like. But accountability responsibility is definitely the first step. Keep
0: talking while I draw this.
1: No, okay, all right. So, um, so and the first and the first step. So, taking that responsibility, thinking where. And um, today we had um, this morning, I had a morning meeting with my team this morning and there was someone like, oh, my, there's a P11D we haven't picked up. And rather than me going, well, whose fault was that? Who didn't ask the questions? Blah, blah, blah. I said, how can I, what have I done in that sales process where I didn't pick up that need? And then we started to talk about, OK, how do we change it so this never happens again? When we have a problem, it's like, OK, rather than there's never any blame. Yes. Okay, something's gone wrong in the process. How do we change it so that, that this never is a problem again? I will apologize. Yeah. I'll put my hands up. I'll say sorry to the client. Let's get it sorted. But all I can, mistakes happen, things happen. How do we do it so it never, change, uh, never happens again?
0: Yeah, that's it. So I wrote these in the wrong order, but I'll show you why. But anyway, but ownership, accountability, and responsibility is above the line. So you have to accept responsibility for everything. Nothing is happening to you. Everything is happening because of you. Below the line is blame, excuses, and denial. If you are doing any of these things, you will be staying stuck. So we have to accept responsibility. So even for the economy, even for things being tough, you know, we we have to accept responsibility. But what can we do to move forward? Because the moment you accept responsibility, you put yourself in a position where you are able to respond. So back to the, the person who asked, well, what can we do to turn this around? It all starts with your mindset. 80% of solving this is mindset. 20% is the practicalities of, 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 figure, of doing this. And we've got all that laid out for you. That's, that's really straightforward. But you have to work on yourself. You don't get what you want. You get what you are. You don't get what you want. You get what you are. So fundamentally, the question is not what do I need to do? It's who do I need to be? That's the question to be asking yourself here, guys. Who do I need to be? I need to be someone who's accepting responsibility. Because the moment you're blaming the economy, coming up with excuses, the excuses will sound good to you. Yeah, they always sound good to the person making them. But you're either making an excuse or you're making a way to make this happen. So they're meant to make these little acronyms. So BED, BED, keeps you stuck. That's meant to say OR, to kind of row you forward. And I got the order wrong. I apologize. (laughs) The only other one that I put in the bottom here... And it just dropped down a little bit, is drama. I have mm. drama in on ours because I don't do drama. You can't solve a drama. For a drama to exist, you need a villain, a victim, and a motive. It's not just that that client hasn't handed their uh, information in. It's because they knew I was going out tonight. They knew it was Valentine's Day. They knew I had a meal <laughs> booked. They wanted me to be like, it's like, this is I can't deal with drama. Right, okay. No. So – um. And 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 how do you sort this out? First of all, you have to accept it's your responsibility to sort this out and we can't blame anything else. Secondly, turn off the news, right? It's the simplest thing. Just turn turn it off. I don't listen to it. I've not listened to it for 10 years. If there's something I'm interested in, I will go and find my own sources of information and I will go and get that. But turn it off because it will just set you on a, a bleak mindset. It's not useful. And another really important one is Look at who you're hanging, hanging around, yeah? Mm. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Make sure you are people who believe in this, who are achieving this, who believe it's possible, who are upbeat, who energize you. And the people who aren't like that, either remove them from your life or learn to manage them. Now, now I know this isn't kind of the practical, fundamental pricing steps, but this is key. If you Mm -hmm. don't get these things right, if you're not putting yourself in the right rooms (laughs) with the right people, if you're not taking responsibility, if you're not thinking in the right way, then none of this other stuff will work.
1: No, absolutely. It's definitely the first step. I think, I mean, I... When you when you take responsibility and then you have to take action, and that's I mean so it's that, that's the next step because I remember in COVID James you run a session for go proposal go proposal members um, to recharge reprice their current client base, yeah, and um, this was all and then you wrote Untapped based on what we learned in that, yeah, and we were scared like it's COVID. People were stressed out, people, there was furlough, there was all these things that was going on and it was so uncertain. And I think even more so than now, I mean, I do think that this recession is, yes, it's a recession, but it's a different, people are not, the pubs are full up, the restaurants are full up. People don't wanna be held indoors anymore. This It's a different, my my salon owner clients are smashing it. No one's yes. saying I'm not getting my nails done. They, they, they had that back then, don't care about yeah. recession. But yeah. It's a different, different, but back then, I think, was it April 21, we did the first um, cohort of, of the Go proposal untapped. Yeah. And we we we, on Saturday mornings, I think we were getting together and talking through the methodology and understanding like today, like taking responsibility, we're going to have to, you know, reprice these clients, you're going to have to go through these tough conversations. And I could have listened to that. And gone. Yes, I completely take responsibility. Yes, I absolutely. I get it. Yeah, I, I definitely repriced them wrong. That's my fault. Okay, when I get on and when I take a new client on, I'll do it right next time. Yeah, I could have said that, but you were like, "No, you're going to go back to everybody now," and I did in a really difficult. I took the action, and I mean that this is the the beauty of having a community with the same mindset with with the same focus, that momentum, um, and I repriced and. I increase my fees by nearly like £2,000 a month.
0: Mm-hmm. From existing clients. By,
1: with, with existing clients for no and without extra work.
0: <laughs> for no extra work, I'm telling you. Yeah. And it's not about doing anything weird or wonderful. It's just going back and charging what you're worth. And at the end of the day, all of your clients want to be profitable. They all want to make money. That's why they're in business, right? If you can't do it for yourself, not only you're not being fair to you, you're not being fair to your clients, because if you can't solve this, if you can't figure this out, you can't get them in the right mindset. They need to be thinking differently about this. So you have to be thinking differently about this. So you've got to stand up for your fee. So if I had a client that come to me and said, look, I just can't afford to pay for all my bookkeeping right now. What I'd be saying to them is, listen, I'm not being fair to you if i don't allow if i allow you to to either reduce your service or to move away from me no one is going to care for you more than i care for you that's the, that's the first thing secondly throughout economic hardship you need to be on top of your finances more than ever before exactly. more than everyone else around you you need as much information as possible so i can help you to make informed decisions moving forward to keep you to prevent you from being stressed we need to be able to kind of scenario plan and look at what the best case and the worst case scenario is. And you need to be able to make informed decisions. You can only do that if you have accurate data in the system. Your entire financial model now and and making money is the lifeblood of your business. So you need me more than ever. So I'm not going to let you reduce this. And there's no way I can reduce my fee. So if you need to save some money, let's go back through your accounts. And let's have mm-hmm. a look where we can make some money. You're spending all this on SEO over here. What what does that bring you? You spent all mm-hmm. this on adverts. How much is that bringing you? Do you even know? Like, mm-hmm. let. So let's say you charge a thousand pound a month for bookkeeping. Let me help you to try and find a thousand pounds worth of savings so you can reinvest it in what is most important now, which is me.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's. The thing is, though, once I did that massive project, James, it wasn't done. No, I'm not done. I have to have these conversations every single month, every yeah, single yeah. month. And um, now that something else I've introduced to my pricing strategy when I had a meeting with a new client last week was that thank you, know, thank you very much for giving me the details. I can fill out your proposal just so you know, in three months time, you are going to be repriced again. And I do yeah. this in the sales call. I would never have thought of telling them that now, but I know I'm going to have to do it now. So I might as well tell them now and it makes yeah. it easier for me. So having that, and they are already in, you know, I, I want them to know they're going to be repriced every three months because your business is going to hopefully improve and grow. That's why we're here. So there'll be more transactions, more things, more information you want for us, from us. So the price will change. And um, maybe and you're thinking of taking on more staff, that will improve. In um, payroll, we will price monthly bookkeeping every three months and any compliance will be once a year. I say that in the sales call now up front and people love it because it's as well as like, oh, my goodness, you know what you're doing. And like there's it's a bit like teenagers and children, you know, the teenagers that don't have any boundaries. They think they're having the best time, but they just want someone to tell them, like, take turn the phone off, turn the TV off, go to bed and, um, and they will whinge and moan like a client might do, but actually they just want someone to be taking the reins and controlling the relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not in control of it, they will be. Someone has to be. And it's the difference between being nice and being kind. Yeah. I don't need to be mm-hmm. nice to my kids. I need to be kind to them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they do need to eat certain foods. They do need to go to bed. If I, if I was nice to them, they'd eat crap, go to bed when they wanted and play Fortnite and be on the phones all the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah. I'm going to be kind to you because you're going to go to bed at this time. You're going to eat this food. And you, these are the things you're going to do. You know, you are going to do your homework when you get in from school straight away. So we have to be kind because you're not being fair. You are not being fair to them and you're not being fair to you. And and the biggest thing with this is what you just described there, standing up for your fee, going back to a client, repricing them is. It's hard. Yeah. But you know what else is hard? Not charging enough. Working ridiculous hours. Not making enough money. Not seeing your kids, not being able to paid, uh, be able to afford to go on holiday this year because you're not charging enough. It's all hard. I don't have an easy solution for you today. Being in business, as as I explained before, is hard. But you just need to. Choose your hard. That's what you get to do. Do you want to choose having hard conversations with clients and standing up for your fee? Or do you want to choose the hard of sucking it up, not getting paid enough money, and always being kind of at the bottom of the pile?
1: I'm loving this. People like are already knowing choose your hard light bulb moment came up before you'd even writ it, written it. People, you definitely got some fans here in the audience. Everyone knows what he was getting, which is great because I then say it all the time in my head, you know, this is hard. I get to, cho- I do get to choose my hard. There's going to be another, there will be another option. and And I think as well, when, People like to use. So I think some people here said, oh, you know, I'm a bit scared about sales calls and, you know, that's difficult. And I I, I get it. it. It's just practice. I, I now I've got way over 250 proposals in my go proposal that I've. So obviously that means I've practiced lots. I've been on lots of calls and. I've messed up like anyone that saw me last night, completely messed up. I make mistakes and you know, it's, it's hard to go live on your own when you've got, I mean, it's nice when I've got James to talk to me, but last night I was talking out and I didn't know if I was doing it right. I didn't realize you could all he- hear him swearing. Never mind. It was, it's not easy, but what I, you know, but I, but when I finish at the end, I'm like, Oh, it's amazing. I've really had a good time. We have to push through. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable all the time. And, this recession is not going to be the last time. There's a recession. There's we we've just got through COVID. There, oh, and and if you listen to the news, you would hear all the things that are going on at the moment. That means that we shouldn't really be able to make any money. Mu- if you listened, you'd be like, "Well, might as well just not get out of bed. Like, what's, yes. the, what's the point?" And that's and that's the thing. But when I think back to other recessions, and we hear, and I, um, I think uh, Daniel Priestley talks about this as well. And I've heard you talk about this, about the businesses that do really well in recession. There's always people that come out of this on top because they are blinkered and they are not listening to any of the news or any yeah. of this. They're just like, this is my focus. I'm, I'm going.
0: But, and that's a really key thing there. So You don't always get to choose what happens to you, Joe, but you do get to choose what you focus on that is always yeah. within your control it's really important that so the three things that are always within your control what am i going to focus on what does it mean and what am i going to do about it right and mm-hmm. with with b- being in business is not about having all the answers uh, it's not about having a perfect plan but it's about being able to deal with things as they come up and knowing how to navigate these challenges that face you and we've spoken before you know i'm hearing doncaster beautiful weather we've had recently here i don't know if it's the rest of the country but it's beautiful in doncaster and um throughout like the last recession i know personally um it was um a bakery that was kind of a famous bakery in doncaster it's been like going 100 years like everyone when i was at school you'd all go to you'd all go there uh, it's called couplins you'd all go there for your for your lunch and get your plowman sandwich and a sausage roll and a cheese straw and stuff um and um They've been going for a long time. And during the last recession, they went under. And uh, I I know them personally. I remember speaking to the owner and I said, like, what, you know, just what happened? Recession. Just no one's buying any money. There's no money around. No, you know, and uh, we just went under. And I remember starting thinking, hmm, Greg's haven't had the same problem as you. Greg's have flown. They're opening up everywhere. Like, it's not about, you can look at the recession and, and blame it, but, They've also, they hadn't adapted them, themselves. They hadn't, you know, done the things in the good times. As I explained at the start of this, they hadn't been doing enough to adapt, to make sure they're serving their clients to be the best they can be. And then it's easy to blame the recession. You've seen it recently, you know, um, made.com has just mm. gone under the, they sold to necks for a pound or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. And what do they blame? They blame the recession. They blame the fact that no one's got any money. That's not the case. My Brother has an e commerce business that does 10 million pounds in revenue, absolutely flying. And for years, they've been looking at made.com and saying, I know where they're buying that from. They can't afford to be charging that much. Like they're not charging enough for it. Like right. they've been tracking what their spend is for years, saying they've got this wrong somewhere. And they've stuck to their guns. And sure enough, it's come back to bite them. And but rather than say with price wrong and all this stuff, they blame it's easy to blame the recession. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. The blame game doesn't get you anywhere. So we're going to start taking responsibility, accountability, ownership of where we're at right now, and whether that's in a good place, whether you haven't got started or anything. And this is the beauty, you know, how can we be, I mean, okay, so we're bookkeepers, finance professionals, and some people may say, well, um, you know sit behind the computer do the work and that's where we don't add value and that's where you will not get you know great fees but if we actually learn and this is why we built the six month success program if we learn how to run a business and a profitable business then sure I, I want to be working with suppliers that know how to if, if you're going to be helping me with my business I want to make sure that you can run a business I yes. don't want you to be an employee and this is I Someone said um, the other day, um, they just had a light bulb moment. They were like, oh my goodness, I've just, I'm have just i just an employee to my clients. Just because I invoice them doesn't yeah. mean I've got a business. No. And you don't. And, and we've heard this week about Emma James earlier in the week. She was adamant she was going to be a solopreneur. She didn't want to work with people, didn't want to do that. And um, she built her business and she was so efficient and she uses tech and she's amazing. But then health issues came in the way and she was like, I still need to have a person. I still need a person to help with that. And she brought somebody on and uh, because her systems were amazing, that was kind of easy. And she recovered from that. And then she got a tumor and she was out of her business for another 12 weeks. But do you know what? Recession, she's got a business over to COVID heart surgery and a tumor out of her business. I think it was like 18 weeks of the year, a brand new employee. She's five X her profit this year. Wow. You can't there's no excuses you can yes. choose to you can choose these exactly amazing amazing and um and this is and, and this is why we're so passionate about bringing you these stories letting you hear the reality because i i get it when you if and i was talking about this yesterday cycle breakers people that are becoming self-employed in their business for the first time in their families um i'm for me my, my family were self-employed, we, I was brought up in a pub, they were running a trophy business on the side, they were selling news like they were hustling. My dad was like, next year Rodney will be millionaires. Like didn't really get there, they weren't always doing it well but self-employment meant freedom. And yes. so when I was 22, I set up my first business and it just felt normal. But I get that my husband's side of the family, that's, what, it wasn't, it's not, not everyone was always employed. Mm-hmm. And so when you, if, if exactly that, when you've got people around you, maybe your family, friends and everything, and everybody's employed, and then you're trying to sell a service and raise your prices and have these and they'll be like, but there's a recession on what? You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get that it's really tough, isn't it? Really tough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and with the lady that you described there that had all those hardships, what happened was, She's, she, she was forced to make those things happen and, and she's tackled them in the right way. And I actually think, you know, when it comes to price and selling, the, it, it all starts with you, right? What is it that you want? Uh, this is a business. You built this bookkeeping business. This bookkeeping business, it's, it's designed to give you the life that you want. But how many people on here have actually sat down and said, what is the life that I actually want? It starts with you, not with your clients. Have you sat down and said, do you know what? Do you know what would be life-changing? You don't even know. need to know how to get there. Do you know would be life-changing? If I could bring in five grand a month and only work three days a week and I could have three months off a year, if I could do that, my life would be incredible, right? Like, has anyone on here actually sat down and thought, what does it make? We're not here for a long time. None of us are here for a long time, Okay. I, I used to say we only get so many laps of the stun, right? But mm-hmm. here's another way of thinking it. You've only got so many summers left. You've only got so yeah. many summers left. And the moment you think in in those in those terms, you you start to realise what's actually important. I thought you were giving someone the eye there, uh, Joe. Oh, no. Was... Did they come in to bring you a they cup did. Of tea or something like that? No, to take my phone <laughs> I... in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. My sister's so, working from my my house today, and she's like, "I need your phone for an HMRC code like, now." <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we, we've only got. You need to get down to what's important. I told a story on Facebook, um, on LinkedIn a week ago. It's gone absolutely viral. It's had three million views. It's gone crazy. I met this guy at my mum's birth. It was her 80th birthday last week, and I met this guy there. Brilliant guy, and he was. And uh, Heather had shouted me over and said, "You need to speak to this guy." And I said, oh, he said, I've sold the business. And I said, oh, I've sold the business, yeah. Let's uh, kind of compare notes. He went, yeah, I sold mine for 800 million pounds. I'm like, okay, like, okay. <laughs> you, you win, you win. And he says, yeah, built work, ridiculous hours, you know, all, all these hours, sold my business for eight, 800 million pounds. Went and celebrated with my family and we went, went on a world cruise, it was incredible. Got back off my world cruise and within a week, my daughter was taken ill. A week later, she died from leukemia. We never knew there was anything wrong with her. Six years later, his wife died from leukemia. He said, life showed me how about, you know what it was all about. And, you know, we're not here for long. We have to, th- there's three things we're after. We need, we want time, we want energy, and we want money. And the only two things out of those that are always running out is time and energy. You're getting less of them, right? The one thing we can make more of is cash. It's that We can figure that out. We can, we can bring in more money. But we need to be energized. We need to be excited. We need time to be able to, because ultimately, Joe, and I'm getting quite deep here, sorry, but we're all after the same thing. We all want to be able to do the things we want to do when we want to do them with the people we want to do them with for as long as we can. That's what, that's what we're after. We're looking to create those wonderful memories and enjoy life. And in order to do that, you need time, you need to be energized and on, on top of your game, and you need cash. If you have cash, you have options, and you can go and do things. So we, we have to be on this call, sit down, and figure out what is it that you actually want. What, what's going to be a make a wonderful life for you? Once you've done that, then the next stage to think is this business that I've created here is designed to give me that life. And if that doesn't snap you out of making those decisions and, and going and repricing those clients, I don't know what will. So I, th- I think it'll be a really useful exercise to sit down with your partner, your loved ones, whatever, and figure that out. And, and just another story, um, Joe, in the GoProposal community last week, a guy had, had, had done a, a message saying that he's had a client come back to him and say, um, I think you're charging me too much. I've I've rang around some other accounts and bookkeepers. I've got prices off them. I've spoke to my other friends who have businesses. I think you're taking the, Mick, mm-hmm. um, you need to reduce your price or I'm leaving. And he, he he put in the, how do I respond to this? How do you know, And he got really panicked. So I messaged Newell straight away. I said, find me his mobile number and get me it quickly. So he sent me his number through. I rang him up and he said, I've just written an email to the client to say, how can I? lower your fee what you know what what do i have to get the fee to to keep you he said he said it's a big client I says please do not send that email let me talk to you about the value you're bringing why should you have to fund his business you know and i got him thinking in the right way and uh, he was he was teetering on the edge because i was trying to say the value you bring is incredible you need to stand up for this fee and not be afraid to let it go and i could feel him teetering and i was him this question I need to tip this in my favour here to help him out. I said, "Have you got any kids?" She said, "I've got three daughters." I says, "Right. Imagine if they were watching you during this decision. What decision would you want them to see you make?" do you want them to see you make a decision where you say to people this is my value in the world and i'm standing up for it and you either accept it or you go and find someone who's prepared to let you pay you less because i'm not prepared to do that i value this relationship too much because i need to bring you this incredible value and for that it's this price take it or leave it do you want them to see you stand up for that or to back down and allow them to take control because i promise you the moment you do that they will either take control of the relationship or they will leave anyway. And it'll, it'll still happen. And he, uh, he, he posts and I I didn't know what was going to happen. Then I was in Wigan this week on Tuesday, I saw him post. So I pulled over and I rang him and he said, I stood up for my fee. I told him what was happening. He said, we ended up laughing about it on the phone. And he was just feeling some pressure and he was second out on me. And he's, 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 he's still with me and he's paying that fee. And I'm like, thank goodness for that like this Ugh. is not the- this is not theory that we're talking about here guys no. you know um, what you do book I, I was able to build a business and 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 sell it and it's changed my life when I reverse all that back you know it was because it was built on in- I had great foundations with regards to the finances and beneath that the bookkeeping was in- impeccable like I owe so much to impeccable bookkeeping in my business it freed my time up it freed my team's time up and allowed us to do what we needed to do the value you bring um to businesses is absolutely incredible and you need to know how valuable you are
1: it's so true it's so true and the thing is the more the more i've worked with go proposal you james um and read your books and everything when when um that guy had that comment and he was going to go, I, I knew how I'd have reacted exactly how you have coached because it's a non-negotiable. I know that that relation, if you don't stand up and take control, that relationship's over. You are going to be, they're not going to respect you. They're not going to nope. value the work you bring. It's, it's you had. that's the only way you make something good out of that relationship is to stand up and do that. I had it last week, a client um, a client has moved um, software companies for their internal payment systems. And this software company doesn't link with Zero, even though they said they did, and they're causing issues. And it means that our management accounts aren't able to give him exactly the breakdown of um, where the money's coming in per, um, per venue of um, his, his salons. Um, and um, so he messaged, said, we've got our meeting next week. Can I just confirm that you've got this all sorted? And I, and I went back and I went... they they, they're stuck we don't rewrite software we can we are pulling the information out of it but it's the link isn't there the link isn't a problem you're still getting the right information but he picked up the phone and he phoned me he was like how much am I paying for these management accounts meetings and I said um you're not I said you pay for a cash flow meeting oh and he went, I said, and this is how much you pay. And this is why we go through cash flow on those meetings. Oh, I thought I was paying for a management account meeting. I said, no. I said, I, I do you a video and send you your management accounts. That's your management accounts. I said, and all that information's in there. I said, the link is that he just didn't understand. And he just wanted to get on his high horse. And at the end, he was like, oh, thank you, Joe, so much. I love working with you guys. But and in the initial, and this is the thing, when someone's having a go or that guy, he just, there was something else going on in his world. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah.
1: You just happened to be something that you picked up, and and we've got to stand our ground and be confident because most of the time, exactly like that, they end up laughing and being absolutely fine and thinking, "Oh my goodness, you are amazing at what you do. You know your value." But if we wobble in that moment, oh, it just, oh, it, it you're yeah. never going to get that that great relationship back.
0: And and I've done it myself. Like when we got, like I say, when we got close towards the end of selling uh, with Go on we we're spending whatever I said it was like three and a half grand a month. On our bookkeeping. I remember ringing the the bookkeeper and saying, It must be time that we employed our own bookkeeper now. It's three and a half. Sure, I can employ one full time for what I'm paying you. And she says, I know you think you can, but you will not be able to get the level of expertise that we provide for that. Also, they're going to want, they're going to be off for 30 days a year with holidays. How are you going to cope at that point? If they're sick, what are you going to do? When you're not just getting a person from us, We're fulfilling that bookkeeping provision. If anything ever goes wrong, we will solve it. You could not get anything like what we're providing you with for that fee. That's why I cannot let you go. You can't get your own person on board. We can't train you. This is what it needs to be. I'm like, thank you. Like, let me just tell you this. As a business owner, if if you can take one thing from this, please take this. As As a business owner, it's so stressful because you're making every decision. I'm having to decide to do this and that and to make go with this and to go with that. You know, when someone just rings you up and says, Oh, this, I'm, t- I'm going to tell you what you need to do here. I'm taking control of this. I'm taking it from you. You need to be with us. You need to be spending this much money. I need you on this software. You're going to stop bringing this in. Why do you keep bringing this information at quarter past five? That's not acceptable for me. I need it by 5. pm. And this is the last time I'm putting it up. I'm putting up uh, with it from you. This needs to change right now. You're like, Oh, that is, it's is—it's—it's a relief. It's a relief as a business owner that someone is taking control of something for once because I now know I'm in safe hands. I cannot tell you how reassuring that is for someone to tell you what to do.
1: Oh, it's so, so true. Thank you, James. James, um how can people work more with go proposal and um you know what does the go proposal do because we haven't really mentioned that yet and obviously our podcast uh, is sponsored by go proposal and if anyone's brand new first time meeting you never heard of the software before what what does it do for you
0: before i say why should you use it i always say i always start with maybe you shouldn't like you can only use it if it's right for you that's my first that's my first thing um, and what I would always encourage people to do is if you've not read the book, Selling to Serve, please read that to start with. Be- because what that will do is it will go through all of the mindset and what, what your real problem is. You need to understand what the real problem is in your business. We have core problems and you have surface problems. What so many business owners do is they're trying to fix all these surface problems. But if you fix the core, it, it corrects everything else. At the core of your business is an imbalance. So... It's an imbalance between the scope of work you're providing to your client in exchange for the fee that you charge. So that's meant to be a circle, sorry. So that's the fee and it's smaller than the scope. That imbalance causes all of your problems and not only that, But if you've not got a fully compliant engagement letter on top of that, you expose yourself to a huge amount of risk as well. So you're not getting paid for all the work that you do. And if anything was to ever go wrong and come back and bite you, you will be on the hook. I never kind of kind of want to say you'll get fined and it'll cost you all this money because you probably won't do really, but it will take you a lot of time. Like it can take you literally tens or hundreds of hours, literally to fix problems if you've not got that boxed off it with a compliant engagement letter. So this imbalance is causing the majority of your other problems and all we just need to do is restore the balance. So we need to balance the fee for the work that you're doing and to make sure that that risk by having a fully compliant engagement letter is minimized as much as possible. Once you've achieved that, then we can start focusing on how do we now build the value with our clients and, and give them the most value we possibly can. What I say in your business is that you're all looking for these diamond clients, these wonderful dream diamond, sparkly clients that pay you loads, value what you do, give you everything on time. They don't exist. Diamonds look like this. They're rough lumps of rock that needs to be dug out of the ground, knocked into shape, polished up and turned into this. You don't need to become a diamond finding bookkeeping business. You need to become a diamond generating bookkeeping business. And you do that by applying pressure. You need to recognize your value and apply pressure to your clients and turn them into this and maximize the value. That's what GoProposal does. But before, I, I would say we got a couple of things. One is Go and read the books. You understand fully the problem you're trying to solve because once you realize that you'll, Mm you'll, you'll move a lot quicker with GoPosal. If you come in half thinking, is it going to solve my problem? I'll come in and see if you, if you approach GoPosal with, I'll take it on and let's see if it works. I'll tell you now it won't. If you come into GoPosal and say, I'm going to make this work, it will transform Mm -hmm. your life within the next you know three four weeks you it will change everything forevermore i absolutely promise you that um and so once you once you come on board with go proposal and um, it will just ask you three questions and only one about bookkeeping and from that it will build out a full pricing matrix for you as a starting point you can use Oversuite. We you get all of our fully compliant engagement letter which is the you know widely recognized in the industry now as being the leading engagement letter because we keep it up to date every three months it's constantly being updated for you um and ultimately you'll build a business that gives you what you want because you will optimize your profitability with every single client and you've got a system that does it's not you saying the price it's the system saying the price right um so you get a, a free trial period um but if you if you're with the bookkeeper's bootcamp, you get 50% off for the first two months with GoPosal. I'm glad you put that on there. So
1: <laughs> yeah, so you get the first 30 days for free and then the next two months you get them at 50%. So basically you're paying for one month and getting three months access. So that yeah. the link is bit.ly forward slash 6 fb gp if one of my lovely ambassadors or somebody from success lounge can put that correct link in um the comments so that people can go and click on that to sign up yeah. i've seen that some people have said they've got booked in and they're going they're having a chat with who was that, that they said that we're going to have a chat with chloe from gp later some well, people yeah. got, they're booked in um so that's good
0: And just know this, GoPosal should not cost you any money because in that free trial period, we will help you to reprice your clients and you will more than make the money for GoPosal. It should become, you only have to reprice two or three clients and increase their fee for what you pay now and go at that point is free for life go should be a profit it should be in your profit center not in your mm-hmm. cost center if it is there's something going wrong and we need to work with you more closely to make it happen but don't come into there if you come into this thinking we'll see if it works you're not ready go and read the book when you're ready to say i'm gonna make this work because i am not putting up with this anymore i am not you know, doing all of this work and not getting paid enough for the hard work that I do, for the impact and value I bring to clients. Enough is enough. I deserve more. I'm going to get more. And it starts now. When you're in that mindset, I guarantee it'll work for you.
1: I There's a great comment here. Uh, Nadia has said, I don't have a client yet. Um, I tell you what, <laughs> I really wish, and as someone else said yesterday as well about, about, um, our program as well. Some people joined while they're studying, completed it and then they're like, I'm ready to go. Now I've got more confidence. And I wish I'd had go proposal from day one, figured out my pricing structure, figured out my methodology, knew how I was going to onboard someone and have that letter of engagement, ready, signed, sealed, all done from day one. Because why would you go and mess around and spend hours on Word or Excel or yeah. try and download your professional bodies and then go and see a solicitor and get them to approve it and everything. And you said about the letter of engagement and be, um, I've got obviously at one o'clock today. Please join me and Danielle because we're going to be talking about lots of things, but not just like fines and penalties. When you have clients leave you and then they say, Oh, I want a refund, I was able to say, Please see this. Uh, this is a monthly, <laughs> this is as yeah. per the letter of engagement. And yeah. they went, Oh, okay, cool. That saved me like 700 quid.
0: Yeah. When people cut, if, if I ever speak to anyone, so I'm interested in GoPosal and they've already got a business and a load of clients, I'm like, okay, well, look, there it is. Go and check it out, whatever. If ever I hear of anyone who's, they're just starting, they're the only people I'm like, you must use it. Like you've got yeah. to please sign up for this right away. Because what it will mean is that you don't get yourself into a problem because what will happen is if you don't, you'll end up undercharging. You'll build up your first client base. You'll think you're doing well, only to be at a point in a year, two years time where you need to go back and reprice them. And that is harder. That is harder than getting it right from the start. We had it in the, in the group. I can't remember what the guy was. He's only a young guy from Wales and he started. And he, I remember re, I was in America at the time and I rang him and I said, I know you think it's a bit cost. Please just go for it. Trust me on this one. It will help you out. And a year later, I remember him ringing me saying um, he's just signed his first, thousand pound a month client and like he knows that it was because of the foundations he implemented this is this is about building the foundations right guys um you know we have to grow into our foundations in order to grow up grow higher and grow wider and grow taller etc and this is one of those foundational moves that will will help you to do that and as i always say joe you know i just love the work that you and, and zoe are doing and i think by having the right technology is great and having the right mindset is great but as I said before, being around the right people, having that support group with what you provide to help to hold people to account. And there, there will be difficult times on that journey, but then the fact that they've got you there and, and they're part of your group uh, moving them forward um, is, is brilliant. So um, I think people would be very lucky to, to, to have you. And I, and I know, I mean, I've been looking at this more and more recently, like there's, there's not necessarily in this industry, but like, these so-called support groups, or get rich quick, or give me this money and I'll make you, I'll ten x your fees, and all this shit. Right, anyway, and it's just I, I've spoken to you on so many occasions, Zoe. Just what wonderful, authentic, genuine people who are genuinely in the service of passing those lessons on and and supporting and, and giving great value. It's very rare to see in any industry, and I think the bookkeeping profession in this is blessed to have you uh, doing what you're doing.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And we are so pleased to have you as such a good friend of um, Bookkeepers Bootcamp and the Six Figure Bookkeeper. Um this session has been amazing. There is so much the comments are going. I I've not I've missed so many of them. Um, but um it's it's been so much fun today. And um I know we we will have you back again another time very soon. So everybody selling to serve is definitely. The first so if you don't if you're not ready to go and use go proposal and make it work then you're not in the right mindset go and read listen to selling to serve first and then um this um this offer that we've got um that we've done in conjunction is been running for a while so use that but there is also an offer coming with over as well a special 6fb over offer that's happening at 1pm today as well so, um, because that can be used as a standalone product these days as well. Yes. So, if, if, if that is something you're interested in, um, please come and join me and Danielle at 1pm. Thanks so much, James. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And we'll see you again at 1pm. Take care. Bye.
0: Thank you, guys. Cheers.
1: Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeeper's Podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeeper's Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.